0: here we go all right ellie if you haven't heard the guest has to get it you know dedicate the podcast so okay what would you like to dedicate this episode to oh or what
1: wow yeah just like a cause or a cause
0: a person place or thing oh
1: my goodness i I think what i'm seeing most here is and i'll talk about it are really hard-working cast and crew all right. Who deserved to be recognized?
0: The unsung heroes.
1: The unsung heroes so of, of, of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. I like that. <laughs>
0: That on the St. Paul Filmcast. And before I get to Ellie, I have a couple of announcements to make. Um, this is the final notice. So I will be hosting a panel discussion at Crypticon this Saturday. The panel discussion is podcasts and independent films, and we're gonna talk about how the benefit of uh, independent films and podcasting, how they work together. And so hopefully you will be able to see me out there. I'll be wearing my t-shirt, also the St. Paul Filmcast, you know, t-shirt and everything. So if you have an opportunity, I will host a panel discussion this Saturday at the Crypticon Minneapolis. And uh, my co-host Dan will be there too, so he usually is my fact checker. You know, (laughs) he usually checks my facts. Um, This is another announcement for my comic book launch. It's November uh, 11th, Sunday, November 11th, at Aloe Brewery, and we're launching my first comic book. It's book one of three. So it's not the whole book, it's just the first part. Just get get it out there. And if you want more information about my book launch, You can look at my private Twitter account that's at Nicholas Palatoo, and I put the link on there at Twitter and everything. Um, Today we have Ellie Abrams. Hello, Ellie.
1: Hello, how are you? This is
0: well, this is nice because we had a tough time. Matching up, right? You, you're like we, yes, had, a, we had a
1: few we, scheduling issues. It does
0: happen once in a while, right? Sometimes you schedule something and it goes really smooth, but sometimes it kind of like
1: uh, yes, I pretty much lost cross. my voice last week, so it wasn't a good time. But thank right, you for being flexible.
0: <laughs> and so, um I think you're background is a little more unique because you do such a variety of stuff you have like a huge umbrella of stuff you do want to let everybody know and collect including myself because i don't think i know all the stuff that you're involved with
1: yes well thank you for having me here um yeah. so i the first question i usually get is are you from here right, um, are you from- <laughs> and yes yeah, so i uh, grew up in plymouth and okay. um And then I studied with wonderful coaches here, some at the Guthrie um, High School Theater. I went to Armstrong High School. Um, And then decided after a little while that I wanted to try Los Angeles um, as an actor and um, time to see what I could do out there and... um, I'm a little bit of a cold weather wimp, so <laughs> that was a good... so the weather was also the enticement too, right? <clears throat> a little bit. Right, so the combination uh, between actress and needing a little bit of warm weather worked. But um... you, get, you get
0: kind of a chuckle when you're in LA and people are on the beach wearing their parka and it's like oh, 50 absolutely. degrees. Right, yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, they're always in a, a scarf and UGG boots, and <laughs> it's it would be one of those days where people are running around in shorts and snow right here, here in the, yeah. the, in the winter. Um, so yeah, so I went out to Los Angeles. I ended right. up staying there for 13 years um, and then recently came back within the last year. Uh, I came back right before winter. I guess it was the worst winter in 35 years last uh, last winter. And you, you hit
0: the jackpot. Yeah. I,
1: and after 13 years, but I came back. Right around Thanksgiving, I am the type of person I just want to dive right in, <laughs> right. get over the fear. So, um, so yeah. So I started um, professionally acting in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, did some theater, um, and then you know finding wonderful opportunities in theater there. Actually, it's not quite as popular to do theater there. So I ended up right. studying with some amazing people there who were. You know, would come in from Juilliard or NYU Tisch, so that was kind of um, nice. extended training there. Um, ended up in a theater company <clears throat> with Alfred Molina, which was really super cool. I would, uh, yeah. yeah that was, was, I mean,
0: you know, it, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: um, and then I did some more uh, commercial work and found myself more in the commercial. Um, realm there. And typically, I think, uh, you know, we have an idea of what an actor is in L.A. And and most actors, if they're, you know, have studied theater, you know, growing up or they, they're like, oh, I don't want to be a commercial actor. I would never do that. That's not right. Serious. There's almost so, like a dis
0: like off putting or something like there, that. There yeah. is.
1: So. But what happens is um, when you start in L.A., almost every actor starts as a commercial uh, actor and you have to get your feet wet that way. It's kind of like um, the first thing that goes on your resume. Yeah. So, but I was really surprised. I ended up really loving it. Um, it, it utilizes a lot of improv. Um, in, right, because you have to be quick, right? Cause Absolutely. I'm
0: sure they're... With commercials, it's you want to get out there fast. You want to find the person fast. and Absolutely. So you have to work on your toes and be quick, smart at it.
1: Yep, yeah. and it really um, keeps you on your toes to do improv. And then also for commercial auditions, um, you are adding something at the end. You're always accomplishing the script um, as an actor, but the way you book the job often is to add something fun or interesting or different at the end. Um, I always say to the <clears throat> actors that I work with that... Oftentimes, if you're watching a commercial and there's something hilarious at the end, like they'll just, you know, there's a line that just leaves you
0: right or something laughing. Yeah,
1: a lot of the times that's something that the actor brought to the audition, and I laugh like it's it's, not their job to write it, but um, it's really interesting. Well, sometimes if you
0: write it, people are like, "Really?" But if you just do it, it's more of it gets more of a sales right instead yes. of writing the bit if you show it to them oh that's funny
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. so beyond that I um, ended up and every person who is in casting will tell you I fell into casting um, there's no way to train for it there's you know you essentially are being an apprentice so I started as an intern in a casting office
0: so you're pretty much feeling like a void Something exactly. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Um, the first day I ever worked in a casting office was the best day of education as an actor that I've ever had. Um, I was really? a reader. I watched the entire day um, from the beginning of the audition process to the end, watched how they selected the people who had callbacks, um, watched... Uh, listening to the casting directors speak on the phone to the client um, and the advertising agency. What it did for me as an actor was amazing. It demystified the process um, and it made it a lot more Right. Accessible. You pull the
0: curtains and you get to see the wizard and that helps. That, exactly.
1: Yeah. And... You know, that has its good and bad points being... <laughs> <laughs> right, the riser nose and all that good-looking, yeah. Exactly. But um, what I found was, and I was not expecting it because I had always been an, an actor on stage yeah. or on camera, was that I really loved the other side of it, too, and casting and watching what was going on. Um, there's a part of casting that... Is sort of a fairy godmother type um, of my personality that I really love. The best things I did often were well because you're, someone...
0: corra- you're corralling all the yeah.
1: Yes, I called myself an actor wrangler. As <laughs> as, as, as <laughs> that was much of the time. <laughs> um, that was everything you know from kids to adults. Um, we had animals, in sometimes it was it was really wonderful and. Um, Then if it was kids casting, all the baby brothers and sisters were there too, so it could get a little crowded and warm uh, in the audition lobby. But So I started there, um, continued to be auditioning at the same time, um, and really loving the combination of those things, and it helped uh, my bookings as an actress as well. Yeah. Um, So, That was my experience in LA. Um, I still go back and forth. I have a ton of friends there and enjoy, um, and I have an agency out there that will still rep me when I'm there and then have um, really wonderful family here and I have a one and a half year old niece named Leora who's just adorable and it used to be yeah. the best thing going to the airport to the warm weather and it started to become very hard to leave her. <laughs> so <laughs> so she uh, she's great. She's a wonderful part of my life and I really wanted to, I came actually last October yeah. kind of a a scouting trip to come back to Minnesota, and okay. it's been really interesting because after 13 years, I I felt like I was coming home, but I was also coming to a completely different place. It was a different right. It does city. sound like a,
0: like a new adventure kind of a thing, yeah, even though you're kind of doing the same.
1: Absolutely, but it's different. Absolutely, and the city has so many amazing theaters, so many. Um, new restaurants and you know sometimes i'll laugh no. because i'll give uh, somebody an idea of what what restaurant to go to and somebody will look at me and go that hasn't been there for eight years <laughs> right well i was so. down
0: well to case your point i was just downtown minneapolis a couple of weeks ago. So i barely recognize it from when i walked one you know from 20 years ago or you know, 15 years ago, I don't recognize where I was like, we're in warehouse district. I was like, you kidding me? This is, where is everything? Right. And the baseball stadium is there was like, this is all it's changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. And I think even, um, the arts and culture has changed dramatically.
1: Yep. And I remember being on that flight home in October. I was, uh, coming to talk to agencies here. Um, I was actually seeing if there was work in any of the agencies or the casting offices, but I really, um, and I ended up uh, signing on with Wayman for representation here, but I really, on that plane ride, was thinking to myself, I left uh, Minneapolis quite a while ago. When I was growing up in the 90s here, it was like the heyday of film. You know? <laughs> we had- right, well,
0: there was like, Big budget movies being filmed here. There was. We yeah. had
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger and we had Grumpy Genius. Old Men and we yeah. had... Um drop dead fred that was a great one yeah <laughs> and the one with christian slater which I'm, i always forget the title of but um, oh untamed heart yes untamed yeah. heart so which
0: anybody from saint paul realizes you can't run from where he started and get to his destination <laughs> if that's not a linear path it See, just looks nice it, yeah. it, when the yeah. curtains
1: pull back I, right yeah, know, yeah it's hard so, i think the
0: last major motion picture that was filmed here was the Woody harrison movie wilson wilson yes yeah.
1: yes and had some friends in that and um i I think North Country was here and no, right. I'm kind of forgetting uh, that. Young Adult with Charlize Theron was great. Um, so, yeah, my question, you know, just coming in was, I wonder what the state of film and television is in Minneapolis at this point. Um, and I certainly knew that there were amazing actors here. I, I knew there were great teachers, um, coaches, writers, you know, all kinds of creative people here. So it was really has been it has been nice discovering um the community and the industry here and what's happening and there's so many production companies and so many advertising agencies yeah. it's been really eye opening for me
0: <clears throat> Well so, i think it's it's more accessible yes and much more easy to do yeah, than it used to be.
1: Absolutely. And and I have been at the Twin City Film Festival. Uh it's been the yeah. past week. Yeah, you got to go back pretty soon. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and have been to lots of great films and there was an amazing industry night um and I really I met with Jaden and um, Bill Cooper has been uh, wonderful in having me at his studio to, to do my classes. and um, Nice. So yeah. that's where you have your classes. I do. So I have two spaces and I, I work yeah. with actors um, and performers of any kind in two different ways. Um, I do classes. Um, so anything from beginner to advanced. Um, I run my classes a little bit differently. I wanted to bring something different to Minneapolis. Um, so Rather I, just do
0: a cookie cut out, let's just go I, through the numbers. Exactly. A, yeah. So I
1: wanted to do, you know, I thought, well, what can I do differently? So a lot of my classes are business essentials uh, for the industry, as well as casting room Uh, techniques or auditions. I like to give out little like insider secrets. So I actually run class as if, okay, come on in next, please. As if they're walking into the audition, the camera operator, you know, I'm taking a bite of my salad right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, just things that we are not necessarily thinking about as actors. If we have our mind set on I have to give a good performance. I'm a little, you know, afraid. I'm a little right. And you're right all now.
0: tensed up and right. Exactly. You know, I actually did a couple auditions when I was in college 20 years ago. I How'd it did,
1: go? Well, I just
0: <laughs> I don't have any acting experience, and I I love movies, mm-hmm. and I like the whole, and I studied movies, mm-hmm. and I I always I just it was just I wonder how I don't know what the process. I just want to see what they do. I I, I wasn't going to win. In fact, when she sat down, she goes, I go. I'm just here to see how it goes. Yeah. I don't know who I I know I go. She goes No, I never I just I'm just curious how you do this stuff. And Absolutely. she's
1: like, Well it's nice. All right. See you later. <laughs> yes, it's nice or fine. yeah. <laughs> you know, right, yeah. You maybe didn't book it, but we always joke that if they say great job at the end, you probably didn't book it either because <laughs> it's just how it goes. Um yeah, so So it's- you hosted
0: a a two Parallel, different style
1: classes. Yes. So I do the classes. I make sure that um, people are aware of casting insider things but really the business essentials a lot of it is marketing yourself as an actor you're a small business essentially Um, so I try and teach everyone to respect themselves in terms of running it like a business Um,
0: especially on social media run it kind of like a business
1: absolutely well so many actors talented they put so much work if they really understand what they're doing it's a craft and it's you know you have to study your whole life really to keep you know, your chops sharp and, you know, you you definitely uh, put a lot into it, even, you know, financially. So you want to have some return at some point um, if you're interested in it at more than a hobby level. Um, And there are ways to do that. Uh, I was in L.A. about a month ago. The industry changes so quickly uh, everywhere, but it has become wonderful in the rest of the country and even the world. Um, the opportunities are everywhere now. There's so much content. Um, Self tapes are happening well, I, all the time. Right.
0: I think the problem is how do you navigate to the point? Right. right. There's so much to how do you navigate? Yes. Where do where you want to where you put your energy? Yes. And I think you could probably help you know, with that.
1: I, I love doing that. Yeah. Um, So the other way I work is individual consultations. Um, And I think I'm on my fourth actor who um, wanted to go to L.A. I don't necessarily encourage people to go to L.A. immediately. That's that's not my focus. I think yeah. some people think I'm, you know, just sending anyone to L.A. Right. But... <laughs> and it's, it's almost like the line.
0: Well, I'm a stand up comedian. I got to go to New York City. Right. Not necessarily.
1: Right. And not and, anymore. I mean, there are so many. Right. <laughs> you could
0: put it on YouTube and all of a sudden you're performance Absolutely. at Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis and all of a sudden... Yep,
1: yeah. and and our casting office did a ton of uh, what we called real people casting. So maybe you've seen commercials where it says real people, not actors, which actors, I'm going to notice now. Yeah, <laughs> actors always get slightly offended. I'm a real person. <laughs> right, I'm gonna, right, yeah. but, um, but those are often searches that we do nationally um, and they generally have very uh, specific... Needs for something like that. Oftentimes, right. it's a medical condition or a certain type of family. So there are opportunities even across the country to be in commercials that are based in Los Angeles or based in New York, Chicago. Um, Atlanta is huge right now uh, for the film community. Billions of dollars are going is. Well I, think, in Atlanta. well, I think
0: Georgia, the whole state has been producing a They've lot of. They've done
1: a great job. And also uh, New Mexico, Netflix just purchased uh, studios there. And they're literally infusing billions of dollars. Are you hearing me, politicians, here? <laughs> billions of dollars oh, going into the economy. It into so- it, yeah. <laughs> so it's important. And I really, you know, I can't do everything certainly but i wanted to try and give any help in minnesota that i could i care about the actors here i care about production here we'd all like to be you know every actor i know every production person i know would we'd all like to be working and we'd all you know really value being able to put more time into what we love and um you know make a living out of it a lot of times i think i think
0: it's the emphasis and i think the stress is that it's okay to do commercials it's (laughs) right it's not gonna yeah it's okay to do commercials it's okay to just get started get do something absolutely right in front or behind or just whatever but um i we had uh matt cc here who's talked about the whole you know free yeah um, matt he's great yeah the whole free um Uh, workshop for kids and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so there are avenues and like i said it's it's, i think there's so much it's just you have to find out where you're looking
1: absolutely so so generally you know i love working individually with people to um work on their goals whether it's here expanding in minneapolis uh we get people set up on um different websites where it's essentially they're being visible to the rest of the country for auditions um and I have worked with actors, but I've also worked with singers and musicians. And, you know, I really love working with creative people. I, lo- I love any form of self-expression, um, storytelling. And so much of my life has been shaped by film and television. And yeah. I think all of us can say that. I was a child of the 80s, so, you know, <laughs> great stuff from there. <laughs> great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, just want to see... Minneapolis and St. Paul be a really wonderful place for everyone and and if there's anything I can do to help that process you know if people are interested in connecting I think it's really important that we be open to collaboration from right. Los Angeles or from other places that's a huge part of it. I think
0: yes again it somehow You think if we reach out to Hilary that we're losing some identity from his. That's not necessarily true. Right, right. Um,
1: And I think, you know, people talk about film a lot here. I I feel like there's a huge opportunity for more television shows. And when I've spoken to, you know, professionals in Los Angeles, that's what they say. Any other market, New Mexico... Austin, you know a lot of these places. Atlanta started with television shows that became very well known, and yeah. then the production community comes for the larger budget films as well. So. It's
0: outstanding the evolution of TV. It looks like a movie production nowadays. It does, and sometimes they it's, it's like a twelve hour movie.
1: Absolutely, we yeah. even we even will say that um, in the commercial industry, they're they're making small beautiful films these days for the commercial industry. You know, they're like these little short films. Uh, Mm -hmm. Volvo had a beautiful one a few years ago where it was like a 12-minute something that you could view online, but then they had little snippets. Um, And, and, you know, comedy, there's not the same uh, divide between comedic commercials and, you know, television shows as there, there was a long time ago. You can really get the same actors and the same kind of comedy and and be as entertained by the commercials these days as you are by the actual content too. So um, there's just so much opportunity out there. I think everyone thinks of being an actor or in production or a director or writer. Um, They think in terms of the scarcity of it. And I just keep seeing expansion all over with every, you know, where they're advertising, um, you know, anything on YouTube, there's an ad in front of it, anything, um, you know, where you're you're going out and seeing a, a film or it's it, right. just so if, much.
0: You're right. There's so much. Uh, that's a great analogy. There's so many ways that you can just need to find out yep. what is what how to turn something, turn it off and focus. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We even
1: talk about YouTube. Um, creating your own content is really wonderful and key and i talk about a lot with empowering the actors that i work with if you're not seeing the roles that you want to be cast in you're not getting called in create your own content make make them see you right um well it's a
0: whole reason for my comic book and i think i love comics and i i know i can draw it so i Hey, There's yes. a story I would love to read and nobody's doing it.
1: Yeah. Maybe and that's I- the time. Why is nobody doing it? why <laughs> right. why am I not getting the roles? Well maybe they're not you know, <laughs> right. they're not out there. They don't well, exist I think yet. Well, it's the, time to
0: create. I think the the Star Wars analogy is hilarious because mm-hmm. before Star Wars they did the surveys to people. What kind of movies would you like to see? And it was always just you know, action, action, French connection. Mm-hmm. And then with Stark, what would you like to see? More Star Wars? More Star Wars. <laughs> so I think when you do survey samples of people, what do you want to see? They only base on what they've already seen. Right. They and sometimes you can't say, well, I want to see this. I've never seen it before because nobody's shown you yet. Pioneers, right. I know. Right. So
1: it's... um it's a good time for film and television and storytellers and actors and we need them artists we need we need everyone right now telling as many stories that are important personally um i think you know the state of the world's pretty tough right now for many people and i think you know getting it down to the personal level of this is my story. It probably relates to your story when yeah. you come home from work and you see your family, and you go to bed and you make dinner, and you know all of the things that we do. We're human, and the the stories are important. And um, I always find, you know, actors, performers to be some of the bravest people. Um, they're willing to explore a lot of things that are hard for well, me. Well,
0: yeah, I th- think uh, I don't I'm, my actors you're kind of like an open nerve aren't you a little bit
1: (laughs) some some more than others yeah when I work with actors I think I think uh people think that you have to do everything you know and I think uh sometimes it can take the fear out of the industry when I'm working with somebody when I say you probably have the first thing that you do you're you're a type first of all in commercial there's you know I played I was the young midwestern mom and you know very right. very straightforward that's you gotta be what kidding I me i just came from there right. <laughs> that's what i played um i could play <laughs> other things and and yeah. we call theatrical film and television in los angeles um you have a range so you you can play an evil character you can play you know yeah. many different things but usually commercials a type um yeah. so when i tell actors that you don't have to do everything we there are actors who you know, do incredible range of roles. Um, Gary Oldman is one, and uh, Daniel J. Lewis disappears right. into his roles. But those are often actors who've gotten to, you know, celebrity status. It they, took a, they have well, their,
0: and they've been doing it for a long time. Absolutely. It's something you can't just immediately.
1: Absolutely. Write. And we always say, you know, it looks mm-hmm. like people became success overnight. But we talk about 10 years to become an overnight success. Um, Brian Cranston is a great example. He was the studio I worked at. He was knocking on the same doors commercially for years before he got Malcolm in the middle. And, you know, everyone around the studio still knows him. And we did a casting for him for um, Major League Baseball. So, you know, you just never know where it's going. But everybody has to start with hard work. You yeah. know, and, and not giving up and, you know, any I th- and I think anybody who is a writer, a filmmaker, you know, a director, they all know, I think ultimately that this is not easy, that it's not going to be easy. Well,
0: the aspect of like for me with my own comic book and writing, I mean, you're it's it's a self-portrait. You're putting what you like and your interests out there. Everybody's going to read it. Everybody's not going to like it. Right. And some people are going to like it, but it's you're open, right? right. You, you're not going to hide away from everybody.
1: Yep. And, and that's a big obstacle, I think, people, right. you know, especially in the Midwest, it can be difficult. I know I grew up wanting everyone to like me in Minnesota. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Joe.
0: nobody wants to do anything and say, that's trash, right, right. Or, or, you know, have a bad review. Right. But um, I learned from working at the Saints with Mike Vick, he's like, and he his great analogy was, what if they don't care? I really don't care if I have a bad team or a good team, but if people don't care, then I have a problem. I don't yes. care if you have a bad performance or a bad story or because, but as long as people come and care, they talk about it, they're like, this is the worst thing ever. That means they care. Right? <laughs> yes. Right. And,
1: and it's important to try. I mean, I think, right, yeah. You know, we're we're discouraged from a lot of things outside of the box in general. And, you know, I think anything. I've had people say to me, why do you do this? It's so competitive. And I really, you know, have thought about that for a long time. And I really just, you know, at this point, think to myself, well, what is worth doing that's not difficult, ultimately, you know, long term? What, you know, it does it mean anything to me long term. And, you know, whoever said Everything was easy. Anything I believe worthwhile doing ultimately in your life is, is going to be challenging. Um, and sometimes we forget too. And I think that's part of it. We forget that acting is a job. You know, ultimately yeah, it's, it's a, a job. What? Yep. <laughs> right, yep. Yeah. And some days yeah. I would go to set and it was amazing and fun. And other days, you know, it's like just not a fun day at work with yeah, your just, with your colleagues. When we're getting out of here. right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, so. you
0: missed your, missed your line. God, I want to go home. Right?
1: Yes. Yes, so... Um, well, that's so, the whole point. doesn't mean you
0: hate it, but there are some days where it's just a home run no matter what. It's right. Some days it's just not going to...
1: Right, and I think, you know, I think filmmaking, you know, television, acting, I think a lot of it is very misunderstood um, because of it being perceived as a hobby. Um, but these days, you know... We're not just hobby, hobbying. We are out there on television, uh, advertising, yeah. you know, film, so many. And theater is so wonderful in Minneapolis, I have to say. I was so, it was so refreshing to come back here and realize the integrity of the stories. Um, that is a huge thing. Actually, I, my first um, event that I came to was yeah. uh, Film North uh, and it was a, a mixer and I was so um struck by, because I've been to a lot of, you know, parties out west, but I was so struck by the integrity of people's stories that they wanted to tell, um, how committed they were to that, and I think, you know, the mix of needing to get the financing all of the time in L.A. and the, the competition for right, it. Right, that's and that almost like, a sport in itself, right? It's really tough. Yeah. Um, it's really tough. And and we have, you know, issues. We need our, our films and television funded here as well. But um, I don't think people are as willing to sell out a script here. Yeah, You know, it's that's the story they want to tell and they stick to it and they, they honor it. And that was really wonderful to see coming back to the twin cities when i when i realized that that is so important to the filmmaking community and television community here and i the documentary community fantastic here i mean just i'm, I'm and so impressed. It's, you know
0: uh, i can't remember who had the guest on a doc he, he was just a, applauding documentaries because it's like you can't say oh cut can you do that again right uh, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you exactly. gotta that's what you you can't It's just what you get right that's you know you can't
1: yeah, and telling you know telling stories of yeah. real people, <laughs> and I think editing
0: a documentary is where you really that's really difficult because you're editing how to make it interesting mm-hmm. and can move it along. Yeah, yeah. documentaries are amazingly difficult.
1: Yeah. yeah, and the music community here too. I mean, composers and musicians, and my um father is a cellist and my stepmother is a violinist violist and so so you have rhythm there's all kind (laughs) there's all kinds of um opportunities all over um the literary community is incredible here the loft uh an open book downtown is really inspiring to me so i just um it's been wonderful being back in the community here and seeing it from you know, truthfully, I was, you know, I was growing up here in high school and college a little bit, but I feel like more of a seasoned adult (laughs) (laughs) at this point. So my view of things is a little different. And my um, most fulfilling work that I've ever done in my career has been here working with the creative community, the actors. Really? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I had always had a bit of that when I was casting. I always liked being supportive of the actors in the lobby and, you know, telling them, hey, I had 6,000 submissions for this role. I looked through all of these photos and I brought in 150 of you. You're doing something right. And people weren't telling them that. And I think.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm they go, what? Right, <laughs> hey.
1: right, but it, but it happens everywhere. There's a tremendous amount of competition uh, in Minneapolis, in Chicago, in other markets as well. And if you've gotten in the door to get an audition, you, you did something right. You did something right, starting with your headshots. I mean, we start. That's really what we start off when I'm working with someone. Yeah. Get get some great headshots, and and we'll start from there. We'll get get you going on the business side of this. And truthfully, when things come to Minneapolis St. Paul from other towns for collaboration with us, we have to be ready, you know, it's not just that. I, I was, you know, looking at some materials and, you know, just wanting to make sure everyone is ready as much as they can be, um, for industry standards. Because there are industry standards of how to present, you know, if you go yeah, to a job, I, interview, I, yeah, totally a resume has to look a certain way and you know um your calling cards need to look a certain way networking is a certain way um so there's a lot more that goes into the industry as a filmmaker you know actor writer we are professionals we are and I think the more we treat ourselves as professionals the more work that will keep coming to us and opportunities Mm -hmm. and um so yeah I i'm just here to try and help and see what i can do and and uh i want more production here as well it's it's great for everyone involved so all
0: right we're going to take a little break and then we'll come back i got um, more with ellie here well hello everyone i am billy dees from the self-titled billy dees podcast you can find me on apple Podcasts, stitcher TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and many more of the best podcast networks Join me for my commentary and interviews. Follow me on Twitter, really easy to find, at Billy D's. I am Billy Dees. I'd love to have you listen in. So I want to ask you, I mean, did you always know you're going to be actress or you just, it just eventually, did you just kind of like right away as a kid, just like, this is it?
1: I was always Uh, performing as a kid, um, but it was usually musically. It was usually uh, stereo on with my twin sister, uh, belting out Madonna on, we had this little cabinet in front of where the stereo was. So we would... Uh, stand on that like it was a stage and there was a little spotlight right above us um, you know and we just were always performing we would probably I believe force people guests of my parents over uh, for dinner to sit and watch us to sit and watch yeah. our performances but it wasn't so much I would get cast when I was a kid but it yeah. wasn't as much theater I was a dancer um, as a kid and and strangely had a nobody believes me, but strangely had a, a shy side too. I'm definitely introverted. I know.
0: I I believe you because there's a lot of. I think you you're out there so much. You're like eventually they just okay. I just want a little bit of myself time. Yeah. When you're out all the time, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, so were you kind of a loud kid?
1: I was not. I had yeah. my my twin Jerry it, uh is. She was very boisterous and I was very serious. Like we're talking like five-year-old going on 25. I just was very, I think wow. that was part of the introverted side. I think it's still the, the part of me that's the the creator, the writer, the, you know, yeah. actress. It's just a very, uh, there was a very vivid imagination. I could literally, I mean, I look back now, it wasn't so good for, for school, but I could stare out. I, I was in math class. I'd, I wasn't great at it and I would, you know, be able to completely create a different world in my head than what was right around me and you know sounds very familiar yes (laughs) yes and I I think that um served me well later in life um but at times has been difficult in the real world as well so um but no I was I was the quiet one and she was the louder one but we loved performing together and um yeah I I think I got more into uh Theater as I got into high school, um, right? Okay. Enjoyed.
0: Did you do a lot of um, loud characters?
1: Uh, Are... I did my first. This was fun. My first performance was third grade, Snow White, and I was the wicked queen. Really? And I decided for whatever was it? Reason, black? Yeah, yeah. I decided very. for whatever reason that I was going to try some improv at the end of my Ooh. uh <laughs> great.
0: Just like commercials, right? Put and, your own signature on And okay. then
1: I got huge laughs at the end of it and I was addicted sure. from that. On. <laughs> so yeah. um yes. Yeah, so yeah. and I believe my sister was Snow White so that you know oh, it, well, had kind what? of some <laughs> I don't know what teacher guessed yeah. that but it was intriguing and um so yes that yeah. kind of i it's phenomenal to play a villain it it, it really is it's phenomenal it really is yeah and and the interesting thing is We've noticed uh, on sets often that the person who plays the most awful, mean, evil character, yeah. the actor who plays that or who looks scary is usually the kindest person on set. The kindest Right. I think be. you
0: get a sense that you have to balance it out because people are like, really? You're going to be that? Exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's it's so interesting. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a blast to play what you're not usually in real life I think we all have aspects of everything so it's it's fun to play on the opposite side of of what you generally do and you're I mean some people would say I'm a wicked queen in general but (laughs) (laughs) hopefully not no
0: do you have well I had um, Tyson on a couple episodes and he talked about some characters just don't leave you have you had that kind of a some characters just don't leave you yes well first
1: of all I have to say Tyson leads yeah I have to say, Tyson, hi, we have not met, but I saw Gun, which was an amazing film. Right, you and I saw Gun together. Yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. It was wonderful, and everybody was fantastic in it, but I'm telling you, Tyson, every time you came on screen, this, you know, casting, I was like, who's that? (laughs) He's funny. Who's that? (laughs) So I'm ready to meet you, Tyson. He's Um, Yeah, no, the great... There are great actors in yeah. Minneapolis. It's just so fun. And I completely forgot your question because... <laughs> well, I, was just, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want it. Why?
0: But is there occasionally like some characters just don't leave you? Is it kind of like always with you or...
1: Yes. And actually there are some characters that don't leave you um, to the point where I think it can be detrimental to the actor. So I right. became... There was a time in my life, personally, that was very difficult, and I made a decision at that time to do more – comedy and i think we use comedy as relief in our personal life too in difficult moments right well
0: it's it's a different end of the spectrum right emotions
1: absolutely so so yes there were characters that i would play where i would leave stage and i think if you've done your job well as an actor you know on film or stage you're exhausted in a good way when you leave stage but there are times where i was so exhausted i would go home you know, and, and be in bed for a day or two trying to recuperate from the emotion right. because if you're doing, and I've always thought it too, if you're doing, you're performing really well and we've watched amazing actors on screen do this, it's very hard to separate, you yeah. know, what's... All right, that's it, go home.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, what's the fine
1: line between, yeah. you know, I, th- I feel like sometimes there's a fine line between acting really, really well and a little bit of madness because you're really, you know, you're playing... Something well, I was, I was mentioning. Intense. I was
0: mentioning Val Kilmer just put it on his Instagram how it took him about ten years to stop being Jim Morrison and how he was losing auditions because I would come in like Jim Morrison. Wow. <laughs> and it took him a hard time. He goes, I had to go to therapy just to, you're not Jim Morrison anymore. sure. Yeah.
1: I'm sure, and I yeah. think Heath Ledger also. I know I would heard a story where Jack go Nicholson had warned him about playing the Joker, how intense that could be. And, yeah. you know, he played it so intensely. And I don't know all of the circumstances, but yes, yeah. there are definitely actors, and we've all seen them, who love, like, love torturing themselves. Like, they just... <laughs> Like, that's their thing. Right? Like, Daniel Day Lewis will do that. I think when I was in my early 20s, -hmm. I was one of those actors who liked torturing myself. But at this point in my life, um, I really love comedy and I really, and I love, you know, I love all aspects. But I think. Can you.
0: I'm sorry. Can you. Have you done stand up? Have you done like something like that? No,
1: stand up, those are the bravest human beings on the entire planet. (laughs) I I will do many, many things. Stand up, I have yeah. total admiration, like bow down, stand up comedians. Unreal how vulnerable that is. And, you know, I've been in many vulnerable roles or, you know, even right. you having have. to put myself well, out there. Well, you, you're
0: there and there's the canned light on you and make me laugh. Right.
1: Exactly. And I know a lot of, you know, I, I've learned more about stand-up comedy, and I know that there's an incredible amount of writing right. continually that goes into it. Well, so, you know, the, st-
0: I was going to mention, you know, Louis Anderson, the famous comedian yeah. from Minnesota. He's yeah. from St. Paul. Yeah. He's been doing it for a minute. Now he plays the mom in baskets. He's just wonderful. He's great. Yeah. But you know what his first joke ever was? He, was he made it on a different podcast. He's like, let me move this mic stand so he can see me. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> well, he, he got his audience right there. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's a great comedy tradition in Minnesota, for sure. Well, yeah.
0: When I was in college, uh, Friday night, we always go to Acme Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it's hard because I was like, I know I've seen good people and I wish I remember their names. Yes. And sometimes I, w- I, I, I was like, I remember this. I remember the lines. I remember what they said, but I just... And, you know, they were just trying stuff out. They were just traveling, and Friday nights were – they were just marvelous fun. Yeah, Acme mm-hmm. Comedy Club, a lot of famous people have been there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah. Um, Brave New Workshop here is yeah. amazing. And have,
0: you, do you, have you done comedy, like, improv stuff?
1: I have. I – you know, it's something that I've used a lot commercially. Um, okay. And, you know, kind of work I've done on-camera improv. I am – that definitely is something that is always – a little bit intimidating to me right. even though I do it, it, it it's you know getting up on stage again it's that vulnerability once I'm doing it and I, I like writing as well yeah. it's a blast but you know I'm always like just on the verge of getting into an improv class again well <laughs> I was I was
0: watching a rerun of Johnny Carson and this is 85 and he had Sylvester Stallone on promoting a movie it wasn't an action movie was, and Johnny Carson says this is your first time doing comedy and he's like nah first time intentional <laughs>
1: Yes, a lot of naturally funny people, I think, um, and so many stand-up comics. Uh, yeah. very deep thinkers. You know, can I you really do? Have to.
0: You think you can write comedy? Can you? Is that? I
1: love writing comedy. Yes. Yeah. So I have written usually end up writing in kind of a novel format in the past, um, but it's a joy to write. I I write dramedy. I guess that's what you would call it, and I well, say yeah. That, what you're
0: gonna emphasize first, right?
1: Right. Well, I say to my actors too. I was, we were talking about. It. I was actually talking to the teen teenage class. Um, I said, "Does anybody know? You know what comedy is? You know what drama? Do you know what dramedy is?" And we talked about it. And I said, "Well, that's real life. You know, we all have awkward, uh, yeah. Just we all have immensely awkward, very but, dramatic moments that we but, need to cope with." comedy yeah. so you know it's life it's a combination it's so. the
0: whole aspect right what's what's right. F- serious to do what's with what, what you regard as something very dramatic and serious from outside perspective is hilarious
1: right <laughs> right and i find you know even when I'm watching film, if I'm watching a dramatic film that has no comic relief, it can be unbearable. You know? Well, that's
0: a good criticism. Yeah. I, I sent my script uh, for my comic book to a comic book writer, and mm-hmm. he read through the whole thing, and he goes, "It's a good. It's just not funny." And I go, "Well, it's not supposed to." He's like, "No, you. you everything has something funny in you it. You need both. Yeah. You need something funny in it. Yeah. And
1: know? and comedy. I mean, comedic yeah. talent and film. The reason I think." they're often very, very funny as the actors commit so fully to the seriousness of what oh, they're yeah, doing. Yeah. And, right. Like know. with the
0: the Zucker brothers told Leslie yeah. Nielsen on airplane, just try to win an Oscar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah. no pressure. At just, all. Yeah, just
0: act like you're because he's trying to do well. It's a comedy. He's trying to do slapstick, and the Zucker brothers to hold him in the movie airplane. No, just act like you're trying to win an Oscar. There just you do go. serious,
1: very serious. I know, and that often plays really well. So <laughs> you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think you know that's yeah. part of it. That also I really have noticed for action movies, the Marvel uh, comic series. They're it, are hilarious. They're amazing, and those. Films have to be hilarious also, I believe. There's such, you know, so much of the action going on, but it, we need every once in well, a while. Well,
0: it's a difference between, like, tone and theme, right? Exactly. The theme is very dreadful. It doesn't mean the tone has to be right. all the time. Right. 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 Yeah,
1: and we need comic relief. So I I don't always, you know, they, we talk about dramatic film or a comedic yeah. film, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm big on dramedy because I think it's, you know, it can encompass everything. and um even physical comedy, you know, in in both. So,
0: yeah. Has ever watched a movie that made you cry?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Really? But if I talk about it too much, it'll make me cry. <laughs> no, really, really. Actually, is I it, will does, is it too easy? I or? will talk about it. So, okay. so, and I always think about how that maybe I became an actor. Well, the only I'm gonna, add, I'm it.
0: just gonna tell you out loud. I'm not gonna be able to see the double movie. The, I
1: mean, oh, there's no <laughs> yeah. way.
0: Yeah, I, I can't I can't. Yeah. I, when I was a kid, that made me cry. There's no way I can see this one. And I saw that little Dumble's eyes. I was like, no, Aww. we're not going. I'm not going. Too hard. Yeah. I, know.
1: I um, I I'm kind of strange the way sometimes really happy things make me cry more. Really? <laughs> than, yeah. Really. Instead happy of scenes. detrimental. I right. yeah. Just I yeah. get I get moved that way. But um, so. I won't say this in a sentimental way, but um, I've been uh, since I was a kid. I was uh, type one diabetic, and so when I was about twelve, uh, I saw Steel Magnolias with Sally Field and Julia yeah. Roberts. That's good. Um, Julia Roberts' character yeah. has type yeah. one diabetes. Uh, that's what I was, uh, yes, I didn't want to blow your so, spoiler alert. Exactly. Right. You can do it. <laughs> uh, I still tease my mom in not oh. a uh, sorry mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did you let me see this film? But yeah. it deeply, deeply affected me. Julia Roberts' character gets very ill, um, and you know, there's various things that happen. But I won't spoil the movie for everyone. But um, yeah. but it was very emotional. I remember at 12 years old, really crying, really crying, yeah. very deeply, um, and really being shocked also by the power of film and that it had affected me. Now I look back. There are literally pieces of my life, the way that the story unfolded in my life, that go back to that film. Why did I do this? Why did I do that? That literally, that is what helped shape. I mean, it's so interesting. You can usually look to a person or, you know, somebody that helped shape your experience. But that film, you know, really... uh, made certain things happen in my life and maybe not go so well in my life and yeah. had but they were things that i had to figure out so yes that one i really can't watch anymore that no. was a one time right. i'm done <laughs> um but
0: well how, important how many,
1: that's how important yeah. film is i mean it really it's
0: how many movies can on average you like to watch because i know you have a very rigorous schedule it, i do
1: I, it has been busy but I, how many i'm making can you, it like, watch a point or? the last film i saw was wonderland at the film fest uh that just came and out and it's spelled the with a u instead film. of a o oh, yes one, yeah. yes it was great they did a great job was proud of those guys so um
0: yeah i'll say the film festival circuit just yeah like the film average, fest i i definitely
1: yeah. try i have i'm not watching cable anymore i've been watching netflix and prime um mostly and then i i do like to go to film so i try and get to the actual theater at least once a week
0: um well i like to ask you um what's the first thing when you watch movies pops out first is it the you the look of it or performances and something like that because usually like i'm a drummer i drum and sometimes when i hear music the first thing that comes up is the drums everything else is secondary is that kind of like with you with acting the acting comes first or is this
1: you know it's so great i um the acting used to come first and it's still important but i since i had some very close friends in la who were directors or in casting and they taught me how to watch films differently and i like this now because i i think i used to think of films in terms of is that good or is that bad And is the acting good or is the acting bad? Now I have such an appreciation for the whole whole thing. The
0: whole thing, yeah.
1: So even if a movie, in quotes, is bad or the acting isn't great, I'm going, oh, my gosh, look at that. How did they do that scene? Look at that shot, you know, and deconstructing it and realizing the appreciation can be there for the art and for, you know. Well, yeah, nobody's
0: watching Evil Dead for Bruce Campbell's performance it's all they do <laughs> right how there's all the do that. special effects and all the wonder of it yeah What is
1: new um so yeah. and I was an art history major actually in college so I'm very visual and I really love aesthetic so for example I love 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 um regardless of acting or story or whatever I love Moulin Rouge so, specifically for the aesthetics of that film,
0: it's a very hard punch, isn't
1: it? It's very dramatic, but yeah. it is so bright and, and gorgeous. I'm really affected by lighting, also color and lighting. So, anytime there's amazing costumes and you know, the yeah. setting, I'm I love travel and I, you know, I have this obsession with Europe and um, you know, so so setting can be, I mean, that yeah. opening shot. Says a lot in any film, you know. What is the first thing you see on on? It's just on like the, the headshot, right? Yeah. What is, is that? What's what, the first? What thing? is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the most important?
0: Um, in theater, you still is it still kind of a different discipline with theater and with film acting? I or still kind of
1: love. Both. Um, and I love actors who can do both because they are so different from each other. I think sure. people think yeah. that they're the same. Um, we talk about theater always being in a wide shot. So you're seeing the whole, you're seeing. It's I've, never, yeah, I've
0: never heard anybody say that that way. Yeah. It's always it, yeah. It's always no. In wide we're not shot. doing your close-up today.
1: Exactly. And then, you know, how we work usually in casting most of the time is a medium shot. And then your close-up. Yeah. Uh, but there are amazing actors who are phenomenal in the theater and great on screen, but I believe they truly have to understand that they're two different skill sets in a way. They definitely are, right, yeah. Um, um, so that's what I work a lot with, with actors uh, when we're working in class is this is the technicality. I need to see your eyeline this way. You have to turn this way. Yeah. You know, keep your vocal up. You're going to be mic'd so you don't have to do anything. And mostly what we need to see is your eyes thinking in character. So I always think about um, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator. There are these yeah. amazing scenes where they just show him looking out a window and he doesn't say anything and they just keep the camera on his eyes yeah. and we can see everything he's thinking
0: and i you know what you brought up a great point of the, the aviary and it reminded me there's a great film shot of him when he glances leonard glances his hands on the airplane with the invented inverted rivets so it's not bumpy anymore it's smooth mm-hmm. and, he gl- and then it's shot to him doing it over Catherine hepburn the same thing and For two seconds, you got the entire encumbrance of Howard Hughes. He loved his airplanes and he loved his women. And the whole movie, that was in essence, that was him. And that's all, yet it was a visual aspect. I was like, that's it. I mean, everything else, that was it. it Really.
1: Yeah. And it's so, it's maybe a little ironic that, you know, working with actors or as an actor, I appreciate those scenes so much where there's no dialogue. You know, there's nothing else besides the eyes. There maybe just is a touch of the hand. There's somebody walking away. There's so many moments captured in a story. In regular life, too, we don't always, you know, sit there staring at a person directly in the eyes speaking. And (laughs) (laughs) if anything, we're trying not to show our emotions, you know. Being reserved, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Before we go, uh, were you able to watch The Third Man on Netflix?
1: I have not seen that yet. Oh, oh, okay. But thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> Highly recommended. Yeah, I,
0: but uh, I would recommend if you love visual than acting. Sounds good. The third man will be up your alley. Sounds good. It's in Europe.
1: Excellent. I will go home and check it out <laughs> okay. right away. Right,
0: all right. We'll all right, it. so, Ellie, I have to say thanks for coming out. This oh, is wonderful. Oh, my gosh. This is a I feel a pleasure. like I know more now than a...
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a pleasure. I truly... Yeah appreciate there's such a warm welcome in minneapolis st paul such a great industry here and so many smart filmmakers and you know writers you just have to
0: know where to look right yeah yeah it's all out there
1: it's absolutely here and so if i can bring anything to the table here and you know get feedback from anybody if they need anything in the community to please let me know what that will be and i'm trying to um also Build some bridges between here and LA With some colleagues that I nice. have out there
0: Nice Well, it's nice to have you back
1: Thank you <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. Thank you well, they will